All right, thirty minute recap. Not happening with all these notes. I know, I know. I think I have thirty minutes of content just to talk about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> oh, all right. You ready? No. Okay, good. Kick us off. <laughs> You're listening to the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. Hello, 2M Football Nation. It is both an exciting day and a sad day. Cornered back with excitement as today is May the 4th. And may the 4th be with you all. Joining me is my fellow council member who will have a seat at the council, but has not been granted the rank of master, Mr. Michael Otmanski. Uh, first of all, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> that was an excellent introduction. And I just want to say a much higher energy level than we were, than you had about 30 seconds ago before we, uh, oh, it's all about from here. You can't, <laughs> you can't start on a low note and then go into the episode. You start on a high note and then immediately be like, okay, real talk yeah no that's great uh kudos it's called so yeah. <laughs> so yeah big big day all around big day for this show big day for that we're recapping uh from last thursday well the whole weekend really uh, and a big day all around the world for for all the jedi out there as we celebrate may the 4th i've been there listening tonight as I texted you and posted on Instagram, I've been listening to uh, various soundtracks all day during my work, the day job work day. I did not and, have that uh, luxury. I got yelled at all day. By the, the mace window in your own life. Yeah, but I couldn't cut off anyone's hand or throw them off a building with lightning. <laughs> Instead, I had to nod my head, grip my teeth, and smile like everything's okay. Oh, good job being the, the bigger man. <laughs> uh, we have a absolutely jam-packed show so i don't want to spend too much more time uh this is also our season one finale oh my god we've been on for a whole season not that it really it, you know it's a little bit arbitrary in terms of podcasting seasons but <laughs> we figured it's time to uh, uh start season two so with the nfl season does that come after season one uh, usually yes, and in this case, yes. This hasn't been one long <laughs> pilot episode, and we're testing it. Uh, if it was, do you think we succeeded or, or failed? I haven't made a single dime back, so I'm going to go with no. <laughs> <laughs> we're having a ton of fun along the way. <laughs> yeah, F is for friends who do stuff together. So uh, in the fan in the fantasy corner, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So this is the last episode of our season one. Then we're going to take about a month off. We'll talk about it more at the end. So our primary and really only topic of the night is the, is the draft. Although uh, some of the notes here branch off into other things, but yeah. they all start. They all start with the draft. And uh, before we get into the actual picks themselves, there was some um, a pre-draft news that was highly interesting. And uh, Matt, I want you to start a timer when we start this first bullet point, so that I don't, uh, so that I don't ramble for more than like five minutes. Let's say it's twenty-two thirty-four on my clock right now. You have exactly two minutes. Go. Okay, so this goes back to last you have one minute. last Wednesday. This goes back to last Wednesday, the night before round one of the draft started. 
apparently the San Francisco 49ers made a run at trading for Aaron Rodgers, which sounds crazy until you get into like this next couple of bullets. But so here's the offer, the, the reported offer that they made. They offered them the number three overall pick this year, Jimmy Garoppolo, and more unspecified players and draft picks. The Packers turned it down, which as a fan, I'm glad they did. But uh, then I, I believe it was the next day and throughout the weekend that all these other reports came out about the tension that exists currently between Rodgers and Packers, Packers management. And the, the, this starts with the current deal. His current contract has three years left with a possible out after this coming season. Now, there are a lot of reports out there about things that have gone back and forth between him and the team this offseason. I don't know what's true, and we definitely don't have the full story. But here are some things that I've heard this past weekend. First, that the team offered him an extension, and he turned it down because it either wasn't enough money or wasn't enough years or whatever it might have been. I also saw reports that they only offered him a restructuring of his current deal and not an actual extension. I also saw reports that they promised to trade him this offseason, like prior to all this mess, and then back down, went up, backed away from that and, and didn't do it when they had the chance. So a lot of bad blood there, and this is added to the disrespect of what I think this really started to, uh, uh, this this schism, so to speak, is yeah. created. Is that how you pronounce it? never use that word. Seen it written. I don't know if I've ever said it out loud before. Anyway, don't don't waste my time here because I know we're running out of time. This is, I think this all started last year, of course, when the Packers traded up in the NFL draft in 2020 to take Jordan Love in the first round of quarterback. And uh, since then, it's been, he went on to have an MVP season. He uh, led the team within a couple of questionable penalties of the Super Bowl. And then... Uh, that didn't improve things from there in their eyes. They still see, uh, apparently they still see love as like the future sooner than later. And they don't want to commit to Rogers any more than they currently already are. Um, a couple other funny and not funny, but apparently the breaking point here, which is you wouldn't have thought is around Packers wide receiver, Jake Kumaro, who has barely played, but apparently he is good friends with Rogers off the field. Rogers is a big fan of his, and the Packers cut him a day after Rodgers publicly praised him. This is just a few weeks ago, I think. And the, the team must think they can bring him back if they turn down trades. Uh, supposedly, the, the head coach, Matt LaFleur, the GM, and uh, the team president, I think, is that supposed to say in the notes, have all visited him in person this offseason to try to improve the situation. Uh, but apparently, a visit from the GM is not going to help because now Rogers is saying he won't come back as long as the current GM, Brian Gutkunst, is in that role. A lot to unpack there. Uh, but Yeah, I'm kind of soaking that all in. The summary is, you might say, his career as a Green Bay Packer seems to be in jeopardy. Really? <laughs> and now I'm hearing that the Broncos and Raiders are possible trade destinations. So a trade is not off the table. I just so my take on this. Well, no, I'll let you go first. <laughs> what do you think? Hearing all that, uh, this seems like a Houston situation all over again. As in, we have a problem. I didn't anticipate that, but that was actually well played. <laughs> I'm <you>. actually impressed. <laughs> Sometimes my brain works better at night. Um, I don't know. Like, I thought that this had all been sorted out over the last year, but apparently it is. How 
much of it is true, how much of it is, you know, media fed. Right. Um, because both sides want to look good and control the narrative. You know, I, I feel like Rogers had that MVP season. I figured that would make it much, right. much more difficult for them to move on from him. But, you know, we don't know the details of what he was offered or what the contract looked like or anything like that. Yep. So it makes this whole situation very interesting. Um, but what happens if they, if Rogers does leave, like is it's love's show. And what if this all falters, then you've got the GM in the hot seat. You have Matt LaFleur who has had a stellar start in green Bay in the hot seat. Right. Because of all this. I mean, I don't see green Bay letting Rogers go, but at the same time, at the same time, the team has to do something to keep them happy. And apparently it seems like it's firing the GM. Yeah, that's a tough sell if that's if that's the, oh, yeah, it's really going like to go down one or the other. Bold <laughs> on his part. Quarterback yeah. to say to get rid of the general manager, especially when you know the draft picks haven't been perfect, but the team's been performing well. You had an MVP season with no wide receiving core. Right. I mean, the question is how much of that is just because of Rodgers and his own talent versus you know, the rest of the team, they, they let a couple other guys go this off season too. their center, Corey Lindsley, and I think another starting offensive lineman. So some of the moves suggest that they're ready to rebuild this thing. Uh, but I, I, just as a Packers fan, I, I think it's ridiculous. I, this I is see, the whole Brett Favre scenario all over again. It is, except at that time, Rogers had already had four years to learn under him. Love has been there for one year. He was inactive every single game. I think never saw him play. We don't know if he's good. I have no idea if he's good. He's certainly not NFL ready right now. I mean, now. I know we've gotten spoiled as Green Bay fans with this, but yeah. I think they need to give Rodgers whatever he wants. That's my official stance. If that means All firing right. the GM, he's new to the role. He's only been there a few years. Fire the GM. Who cares? <laughs> What's next? Okay. This is going back before the draft. Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater was traded from the Panthers to the Broncos for just a six-round pick in return. Uh, Carolina had no more need for him after trading for, um, what's his face? Sam, Sam Darnold. Darnold. Yes, thank you. Sam Darnold, and they clearly think they're going to turn his career around, so they had no use for Bridgewater. It's an interesting uh, backup plan or insurance policy or whatever you want to say for Denver, uh, as they're not fully committed to Drew Locke. Um, so it's he's a solid option to have there also in the and the official word is that Bridgewater and Locke will split uh, first team reps 50-50 in, in OTAs. So that will be a potential training camp battle to watch. Uh, so one of these did come to fruition already that the Bears were reported that they badly wanted to trade up for a quarterback, which we'll get to in just a second. Uh, Chargers picked up Derwin James, 50-year option. I only care about that as a former Chargers supporter and current uh Enthusiast, I guess you might say. I'm excited about Derwin James on our dynasty team. <laughs> I want that draft pick to pan out. <laughs> uh, and last thing is that Tim Tebow, who we actually talked about on this podcast a few months ago as he retired from baseball, he actually met with the Jaguars and I think worked out as a tight end. So there's a chance he comes back to the NFL, not as a quarterback, but as a tight end. Like this guy just does not go away. He's like a fly. <laughs> That like <laughs> leaves the house and then just circles back. And you're like, damn it, what now? Oh, that didn't work out. So you're gonna try this. Like he yep. didn't work out as a quarterback. So then he went and played baseball, and that didn't work out. So he's gonna come back to football as a tight end. Yep. 
Anyway, I just wanted to mention it because we actually talked about him a few weeks ago, and I thought that was a really funny coincidence. Okay, let's get into the draft picks themselves, and we're going to blow through most of these. The Jaguars took Trevor Lawrence first overall, quarterback out of Clemson. No surprise there. We've known this pick for six months. Uh, the Jets went second. They took a quarterback as well, Zach Wilson, who most people expected. Not a surprise here. This is where it got interesting because the 49ers had traded up to three. We knew they were taking a quarterback, but nobody knew which one. A lot of people thought it would be Justin Fields. I think I had it down as Trey Lance. I'm looking for my notes. I, I did too, actually. Yeah, but they were. I think you cheated. <laughs> they tried really hard not to let anybody know who they were going to take. They did end up taking Trey Lance, the quarterback out of North Dakota state, who was, uh, it's such an interesting pick because he only had one year as a starter. It was 2019. (laughs) Mitch Trubisky. (laughs) He only played one game last year because of, uh, because of the the COVID situation and uh, all the games that he has played have been against lesser competition in that, in that division of, of college football. So Hard to say exactly what they're getting and how he'll compete at the highest level, but uh, they obviously believe in him after trading up to three. And now the question becomes, is he going to start week one or, or will Jimmy G even be on the roster? Will he start? Uh, so a lot to watch with the that situation. The world may never know. Well, I think we'll know eventually. Okay. Though, yeah, I got it. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, fourth of the Falcons took Kyle Pitts. The talented tight end. Uh, I actually this, saw so many like analysts picking this pick, and I went completely against it and had him taking a quarterback. Well, yeah, because that was an option with Matt Ryan aging. We didn't know if they were just going to trade the pick because a lot of teams wanted to get up there for a quarterback. Uh, but yeah, they went with Kyle Pitts. They clearly think they can continue to win now. We'll see if they end up trading Julio Jones later in the offseason. And off I know season, the Falcons just picked up the fifth-year option on... Calvin Ridley. Yes, I saw that. That's it. So as of now, if they don't trade Julio, they've got Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and now they add Kyle Pitts, who as our own uh, correspondent, I'll call him a friend of the podcast, Sorio, said if Kyle Pitts had entered the draft as a receiver, he might have been the top receiver still on the board, despite the other talented members of this class. So huge addition to that offense, and they're still they're still in it to win it now. Looks like uh, next up the Bengals, and a little bit of a surprise, they took Jamar Chase, the wide receiver. Uh, a lot of people were thinking uh, Penny Sewell, the top O lineman in this class, but instead uh, Joe Burrow, the quarterback, gets reunited with his former top receiver from LSU. Looking forward to seeing those two. It'll be nice. Uh, they need, did need to address the position after losing AJ Green uh, to to uh, free agency this offseason. Agreed. Uh, Dolphins, this one surprised me, uh, picking sixth. Two in a row of drafting receivers who used to play in college with the current starting quarterback. And this time it was Jalen Waddell from Alabama, who, of course, played with Tua Tagovailoa uh, in their days together at the Crimson Tide. Uh, I I think that might have been the reason he went above Devontae Smith, because that was the part that surprised me um that that waddle went over the uh the heisman winner but but there you go he's already i mean got in some ways we're chemistry. surprised just because you know smith was the the heisman winner but it does make sense from a correlation standpoint right they've already got that chemistry down correct 
And so this uh, this meant that Penny Sewell fell all the way to the Lions at seven, who were very excited to take him there. And now they have a anchor of their offensive line for the next 10 years or so. I don't, I don't know what else they have on that team, but they've got Sewell. <laughs> <laughs> they got alignment. Nailed it. Done. Super Bowl. Panthers took J.C. Horn, the, one of the top cornerback prospects, with the eighth pick. And then the Broncos picking ninth. Uh, they they could have taken a quarterback here, but they decided to go with Patrick Sertain, the second, uh, another of the top corners in this draft. And I like the pick. They already have a strong defense. And, uh, you know, this will just solidifies things on the back end. So now we really got to just look at the quarterback battle and then uh, Jerry Judy's battle with learning how to catch. Yeah, we can skip over that one. We'll see how season two brings into brings that in play. All right. And then the Cowboys were supposed to draft 10th. They actually traded the pick to their division rival, Eagles, who used the pick on Devontae Smith, instantly upgrading their receiver core. Boom. Major win. <laughs> yeah. And I forget, I didn't write down what all what else the Cowboys got back in this uh, in this trade, but they traded down to uh where are they? 12. So just two picks, but they got uh, you know, they didn't lose out on who they were gonna take uh, as they were looking defense anyway. So they just right. added some extra picks in the on the back end. So this is where the Bears once again shocked the draft. <laughs> they traded up from 20 all the way up to eleven from the Giants. But before we even mention the name, this one made sense. It did. I yeah. <laughs> the only difference this time is it made sense. They gave up uh, their first rounder next year and a third rounder next year, in addition to swapping picks in the first round this year to draft Justin Fields out of the Ohio State. This is pretty exciting. This this wasn't a head scratcher moment. This was, I think, consensus around the football world is that the Bears nailed this one. What do you think? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> no, I get so nervous to see one of my guys go to the Bears, <laughs> the meat grinder of quarterbacks. Matt Nagy gets another chance uh, to, I'm to fine work with, with that a rookie. One. Who mm-hmm. I don't like getting another chance is Pace. <laughs> Yeah, that's what that's, irritates me about this pick. That's what I, I that was my slightly cynical take on it is that uh, for, for Pace and Nagy, who I think both were on the last year of their contract this year, they're continuing to commit to Dalton as the starter. We'll see well, if that holds there's, true. There's speculation on that. I mean, we'll see. But either way, they, they definitely bought themselves a couple more years on the job, but uh, need time to develop the young QV excuse. <laughs> It's a great pick, though, in a vacuum, too, regardless of all that. And uh, it made sense for the Giants to trade down, too, because they were targeting a receiver. Uh, we heard that the top three were off the board at this point, so it made sense to trade down. Eagles uh, traded. Eagles originally had the 12th pick. They traded it to the Cowboys, who used it on Micah Parsons, uh, pro- probably the consensus top linebacker in the draft. Good replacement Listen, for Sean yep. Lee and help back Van Landrash up. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, they yep, they need the help on defense, so it was a great pick there. Especially the run defense. Uh, yeah, Chargers took Rashawn Slater, offensive lineman. I was uh, moderately pleased by this. He'll help Justin Herbert. 
the, the Vikings with the 14th pick, they traded it to the Jets, who took Elijah Vera Tucker, the next O lineman off the board. And then, of course, the Patriots 15th. They take Mac Jones, the last, or well, the, the last of the top QB prospects um, out of Alabama, right? I didn't write this one down. Yeah, I, I don't know how to read into that pick. I think it's funny that they already have their QB of the future again. They've got Newton for one more year. And then, uh, you know, Mac Jones, I think the biggest knock on him was that he was too used to, he's more like a system QB, like you always used to say about Brady. And right. he's just surrounded by enough talent around him. That could work in New England. They're bringing some of the talent back. They didn't have much last year around Newton. If, if anyone can. Well, yeah, because they went out free agency and bought everybody. Right. They bought everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I just, yeah. Mac Jones, the Patriots, good for them. It's kind of surprising he fell to 15, but I guess no one else really needed a quarterback that badly. Uh, Cardinals drafting 16th took Zayvon Collins, linebacker. Raiders, in a little bit of a surprise, 17th took Alex Leatherwood, offensive lineman. I think most mocks had him going outside of the first round now, but uh, he they grabbed him all the way at 17. Maybe a little bit of a reach there. Uh, the Dolphins took Jalen Phillips, edge rusher, with their second pick of the first round, uh, 18th overall. <clears throat> and uh, you heard in our mock draft episode, Nick did a pretty good job hyping me up on Jalen Phillips. A little bit injury <laughs> riddled uh, throughout his college career, but his uh, the the potential is is almost unlimited. And that defense was already lethal last year, so watch out. Right, watch just out. another upgrade. Yeah, nineteenth uh, Washington took Jameen Davis, linebacker, and then the Giants drafting twentieth after their trade with the Bears, they were still able to get a receiver, Kadarius Tony. And uh, out of Florida to bolster their receiving core, he'll go along with Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard. And I actually just drafted him in my other dynasty league, so here's hoping. Uh, the Colts, 21st, uh, they took Quiddy Pay from the edge rusher out of Michigan, who I think I in, in our mock, I had the Vikings take him at 14. He fell, fell a little bit to the Colts at 21. Another situation where a great defense adds an explosive player. Uh, the Titans drafting next at 22 took Caleb Farley, the corner cornerback out of Virginia Tech. A lot of people had him at the top of their board for at, at least at the corner position, but he has a bit of an injury history too, and that might have played a role in him falling to 22. Uh, the Vikings, the 23rd pick, took Christian Derisaw, offensive tackle, and then the Steelers took Najee Harris, the running back out of Alabama, uh, just like. Surreal predicted last week they did take a running back, although he predicted they would take the other next, uh, the other running back, uh, Travis Etienne, who we'll get to in about 10 seconds. But yeah, it makes a ton of sense County. for the Steelers to uh, get some more help for Big Ben's last hurrah. Yeah, and they need help in the run game because James yep. Conner was not it. And he's gone. So, uh, yep, agreed. Uh, and then the Jaguars, 25th, they took Etienne. I was curious uh, about this pick. I would have thought they would have taken a wide receiver. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, although um, I think the top, what, four were already gone from the board. So maybe they just saw the talent for net replacement. And uh, they, they took uh, so they have a new starting quarterback and running back. It's kind of exciting. 
Browns took Greg Newsom the second cornerback at Northwestern, twenty sixth pick. Son of Greg Newsom the first. I'm assuming that's correct. Yes. <laughs> uh, the Ravens took Rashad Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota. As expected, they mm-hmm. wanted to add weapons for Lamar Jackson, who uh, didn't, didn't have many, and now he's got uh, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown. Uh, they brought in Sammy Watkins through free agency, and, and now Rashad Bateman, in addition to, uh, oof, boy, Mark Andrews, dusting off the cobwebs of my fantasy knowledge. <laughs> That's where I remember all these names from. So they're trying to make things easier for uh, Jackson next year. Saints at 28 took Peyton Turner, defensive end. Uh, there was a lot of talk they'd trade up to try to grab one of the top corners. Uh, didn't happen, and this ended up being a little bit of a boring pick. Speaking of boring, the Packers took Eric Stokes, cornerback out of Georgia. Another cornerback. <laughs> and not we don't have luck with cornerbacks. We run them dry. Right. <laughs> and this is not a name that I had heard before. He wasn't uh, – at the top of the cornerback list, but a lot got taken in the first round. So at least they didn't trade up for a quarterback, right? Yeah, that would have been hilarious. Can you imagine <laughs> the drama that would have caused if they took another corner uh, or another uh, quarterback? Uh, 30th, the Bills took Greg Rousseau, addresser from Miami. The Greg Ravens. Rousseau. That's right. Thank you. You said it right. The Chiefs. Traded the 31st pick uh, before the draft to the Ravens. So they had another pick here. They took Ed Rusher, Jason Owe out of Penn State. And then finally, the Buccaneers took Joe Tryon, Ed Rusher out of Washington with the 32nd pick. And that is a wrap on the first round of the draft. Uh, we'll, we're not going to talk in detail about rounds two through seven, but I think one of the next things we're going to do after the break is we're going to go through every team's roster, including their draft picks, and discuss in more detail then. So that's all I had in the show notes. Matt, is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we get into what season two is going to look like? No, I just want to thank everybody for an awesome season one. It had its rough patches and touch and go, but we're finding a rhythm. And it was a lot of fun, you know, for all four people listening. (laughs) It's uh, it, we we do this out of fun. This is something we enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Some of us enjoy enjoy until it's time to start editing. <laughs> but no, it, yeah, it's been a ton of fun. Looking forward to trying out some different things in season two. Yeah, and, you know, uh, you you we, you want to keep the format fresh, so we're not going to do the same thing season to season. But we're still in growing pain. I feel like most shows have like. Seasons one through three are kind of the trial and error, and then you figure it out. Yeah, like like you've texted to me uh, privately, we did sort of fall into the rut of becoming like a preview recap show, which, you know, there's a million of those out there. So we're going to try to do things a little bit differently next year, uh, be a little bit more creative, and uh, got some ideas that we think are going to be a lot of fun. So uh, like I said, I think we're going to start that in roughly a month. Um, Matt, from your text also the other day, sounds like you've got a lot more than even I had in mind planned. So maybe it'll be a little bit more than a month. We'll see. This is the true dead dead zone of the NFL season. So we've got a little time to work with. Yeah, we want to revamp the intro. You know, we've had something going on. You know, each year you want to improve certain aspects, bring it, you know, fresh in your face, new, update our social media. Um, A few things in the works. I don't want to name too much because it requires a lot more planning on my end yeah let's not commit to anything we're not gonna be able to do but suffice to say it's gonna be 
bigger and better. That's it. That's the whole plan. <laughs> and we will. The plan is to also send out a, some sort of like a preview slash trailer episode, just to go closer as the date comes closer to the, the launch of season two. And uh, as we say that, I see my kid is starting to roll around. So, Matt, I'll say goodnight to you. We'll say goodbye to the fans for now. It's been a ton of fun, and we will see you in season two. Good night, Two One Nation. Remember, the force will be with you always. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode of the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. Please subscribe to be aware of our future podcasts. Follow us at social media at 2M Football Show. If you feel like donating to help out the show, follow us and check out our Patreon. We'll see you in the next episode.